Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Welcome to the program. Remember, what we like to do on this show is to give you the tools, the ideas, maybe a little motivation here and there, but give you something to make sure you're finding the good life. You know, it's out there. It's out there, but we have to go find it. It's not always going to be just hand-delivered on a platter to you. So welcome to the program. We've got a great topic today and an incredible guest. Nelson Mandela's grandson is going to be joining us. Kwaku Mandela is his name. And he's going he's gonna to teach us about a bunch of stuff. Empowerment, change, how you create a community, a culture where you can actually make a true change take place. I think you're going to be fairly motivated. I can, I can already feel it. And uh, we have a, a bunch of stuff going on today. Big day, including I likey the Mikey. We're going to see if Mike's married yet. I have a feeling. It's just a gut thing. He's probably not. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just thinking uh, as of yesterday, he, you know, he was just trying to find dates. Actually, he was going on eight dates. And uh, we'll see if he's married yet. He didn't look very happy when he came in. Didn't so. he? Well, see, I think I think it's catching <laughs> up kidding. to him. You can't have two hundred. You can't try to date two hundred and twenty women. It's hard. It'll kill you. Although he knows how to do it cheap. So well, I know, but even that, I mean, you still have to breathe and sleep. Yeah. And you know, that's the hard life of being yeah. a player. A player, <laughs> work in the crowd. See, this is why I think it's better that you know you don't have the trial of having to date two hundred and twenty people. Avoid it. Uh, hey, Mike, what you doing in there, buddy? Eating a Pop-Tart? Yeah, I caught you right when you were eating. I like to just ask a question right when you throw the Pop-Tart back. <laughs> hey, um, Mike will be on the show. Mike's, uh, you know, he's, he's, driving, he's driving the ship today. So any and all problems. My fault. On today's show. I take full responsibility, Mike Captain. Pond. And I actually don't think we'll have any. I really don't. I don't. I mean, Solid. and the, the real truth is... We no one would know if we did, right? Because we're seamless. They never do. <laughs> we're seamless because we're having them every day, and nobody knows. Um, so, welcome to the program today uh, again. To me, it's important because we're going to touch on a bunch of different topics. One thing we're going to also be doing is reviewing a movie, Beyond Right and Wrong: Stories of Justice and Forgiveness, which is uh, and and Kwaku Mandela is going to be a part of that, as is. Um, the director of the film, Leka Singh, will be joining us. And together, they're kind of starting a movement. And we're so excited, honored to have them on the show a little bit later. But this thing about if we could all learn kind of the spirit of Nelson Mandela, mm-hmm. what was it, 28 years in prison, just unjustly imprisoned, and uh, he took it and then mm-hmm. changed the world. Yeah. Powerful. We need that. I mean, if you just look at the news today, how many things are going wrong? How many things are happening out there that we just yeah. need like a movement, a leader of a movement? Right. And there's so many. I mean, nobody's perfect. Right. But it's all, it's interesting as I was looking at the news today, where do you draw the line? Because there's, you know, people. I'm going to give you an example okay. starting off. So now you you do news. You understand I news. I love the news. So we sent you after some news. Right. And these might be places, I guess, where we could insert a movement 
to change it. Yeah. Cool. Well, the big one right now, I think, is Ukraine. We're yeah. all all oh. eyes are on on Ukraine. That's right. All eyes are on Ukraine. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, huge. But yeah, it's it's terrible the things that are going there. Um, here's the story. So some the police who were part of the riot. Um, well, the the colleagues of the police who were in the riot, not all of them were a part of the riot. Not all of them were killing people. Right. Um, but they they felt bad for the lives that that were given that day. They said a lot of them were just caught up in the moment. I can't imagine. Yeah. On either side, what that would be like. We I've never experienced anything right. like that. But anyways, they went through that horrible thing, and so they wanted to say sorry to the people. Um, a bunch of them lined up on a stage. And kneeled down and said, "We're sorry." The people started um, rebellion. No, they started like yelling at them, yeah. shouting shame, and yeah. like just getting really mad at them. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "We didn't kill them. We're just wanting to say sorry." And um, the people weren't able to forgive no. them for that. And I can't imagine it would be easy, but there's a time for forgiveness and. Well, and, and sometimes isn't it? Where's weird? the line? You know. Well, and that's it. Maybe sometimes what happens is you're not the the moment doesn't match the story and the or the and the and the mood mm-hmm. isn't there yet. So the, yeah, it the takes a conciliatory mood wasn't there. You can't force that either. I mean, yeah. again, Mandela was in prison 28 years while the moods were changing mm-hmm. and things were changing. I mean, it's interesting how things have to simmer a little bit, and yeah. and. But, but it's everywhere, isn't it? Like I remember – do you remember there was a Japanese fishing vessel and an American submarine surfaced really fast and literally blew up, surfaced into a ship, a Japanese fishing ship, and just destroyed the ship and the ship sank and a bunch of people wow. died. Well, there was a picture of uh, an admiral who was mm-hmm. over that fleet – um, who went and met with the Japanese families of the fishermen who had died. And there's a picture. It's the most, it, to me, it's the most symbolic picture of this forgiveness idea, this, this time for a change. And a, like an admiral, one of the highest, like the chief probably naval officer, one of the highest-ranking officers in our Navy, was bowing, apologizing mm-hmm. to the fishermen, their families. Wow. And, but again... Um, and it actually was received very well. It was, but he was showing deference and respect. And yet, um, then you still have the political co- climate. Mm-hmm. You still have the socioeconomic climate. You still have all of these other things that you have to change, other than just really good people trying to apologize for mistakes. Then you have the political climate. So even going, what's yeah. going on in Russia? How much of that is just political? Mm-hmm. How much of that is the simple fact of how it was divided in the first place, and yeah. how decisions were made in the first place? Yeah. And who belongs where? And ancestry and religion. Oh, holy cow! There's so many things. And then talking about the political, um, we have a bunch of people kind of running the government for us while we do our jobs. Right. Um, and they're not perfect either. I just did a story today on the news about um, General Attorney General John Swallow yeah. and how they came out with um, – They've there's been an investigation yeah. on so him. So in Utah, his, he was the attorney general mm-hmm. and then he got in trouble and there was a lot of conspiracy going on. And he was saying, I didn't do anything. Yeah. So they just came out with the report and they found evidences of him misusing funds yeah. and doing a lot of bad things. And as a public – I don't. I think his political career is probably over. Yeah. It's probably done. Yeah, it's probably, I don't think people can forgive him for that. You know. Yeah. 
Well, I think of that, though. And that's, should we? Well, and th- that's what's interesting is in the end, um, and again, it's all alleged, right? Because they're still... Yeah. But, the report did I mean, $4 out. million dollars of investigating, and yet, mm-hmm. and in the end, he, you know, he quit anyway. So yeah. it's it's funny that there's some people that will hang on to that forever, and then and then go to the national politics, and the how many... How many people are posturing about just Obamacare or whatever they're calling it, uh, universal health care, yeah. whatever they're calling it? It's the Affordable Care Affordable Act. Affordable Care Act. And yet, so honestly, even if even if people wanted it to succeed, it wouldn't. Even if it couldn't succeed, people will make sure. <laughs> and so not political aside, there's this weird need, I think, for us as individuals, but then groups, to know how to actually – Forgive when we've been wronged and to create a healthier way of change. Right. Because you can rebel and you can revolt and you can kill. And I guess some would just say that's just what we needed to do. And yet uh, for it to really last and change, you you also – there has to be some form of peace to it, it seems yeah. like. Which you brought up a good point. These are groups of people. How do you get a group of people to forgive, yeah. you know, because that's – like you said, there's different opinions within that group, and I don't know how you could ever, you know, get everybody on one side yeah. to forgive unless yeah. you have – you know, I do see it on social media. You do see it um, if there's a well-written blog. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who feel for that, and they and they get in on the cause. Like right. in Ukraine, there was that uh, YouTube video that came out that, that was there was this girl talking about all the things they're going through, and she's like, we need help. We can't. And then there was all the riots right after that. Yeah. And it moved it, – it can move people. Social media can move people, and we've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if some of this isn't because there's a market for this, right? So, so you know, there's a market in politics to not like each other and so to keep spewing anti-forgiveness rhetoric. <laughs> And there's a market in government to, you know, it's maybe Russia's going to benefit right here by taking over the Ukraine. Yeah. And, and so there's a benefit and there's so it's almost like and maybe it's with all of this because there's a market and then there's a media that chases it. But mm-hmm. then because it, it gets good ratings mm-hmm. and it gets good ratings because it's marketable. We keep sometimes we like to keep the contention going. The airplane missing in uh, Malaysia. So Malaysia Crazy. Air is missing. And every day we hear a new announcement as to what may have happened. Mm-hmm. And now people are getting sick of it and people <laughs> are ticked. And by the way, they should be, right? Yeah. And so in a weird way, now Malaysia has to kind of keep up their image. China's giving other data that seems contradictory. Everyone in the U.S. thinks they're a bunch of crazies that can't figure out anything. <laughs> so all of a sudden, but it's the market, you? right? It's so the market keeps the contention going. So I wonder if, and this is what I really want to ask uh, Kwaku Mandela, who is Nelson Mandela's grandson. Um, when the market's there to have the contention, how do we, how do you end up ever creating peace as a community? That's a really good question. Because if the market's there and people are making money with the contention, which I think is pretty much the Republican Democratic purpose of, of <laughs> the every of the two a party system, and um, I, I'm not convinced the goal is necessarily to bring about powerful change with the best ideas. I think the the idea is that we need to keep getting people elected, 
and keep us ourselves in power. Well, do you remember that YouTube video? I always think of YouTube because it's had so much of an impact. But do you remember the YouTube video about the kids in Africa and how there was the yeah. bad leader? What was that called? Yeah, um, Coney 2012. Coney. Yeah, we all the know Coney. Coney. Video. By the way, super moving. Right. Incredible I movement. Cried. A lot of I people started getting in the movement. Mm-hmm. And then they find out that it was that what was it? Coney was a scam or something. Well it, that he'd already been captured, I believe. Or just that he well, he wasn't in the country. He had already fled to a different country. He wasn't even there anymore. Yeah. So, so there was just it was a big <laughs> There's a I lot mean, of sketchy stuff going but that, on. That's, I mean, yeah. I mean what's interesting though is something as simple as a really strong video piece has mm-hmm. the power and we're gonna see right. that today. We'll see a movie that was made about you know, kind of forgiveness and, and empowerment and change, you'll see that it's it's creating it's creating a, a swell and a movement. Um, and a lot of times the movements don't happen today. But it's then it's then it's the idea of getting that concept in the hearts of thousands of people so it carries its own yeah. torch. Then you still have to get it down into the hands of the people that need to create the movement, mm-hmm. right, and empower them. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be learning today. Yeah. Well, and I think um, another good point is the trust factor. Because it is marketable, I think people oh, oh, yeah. were kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've been scammed. Coney was a little, you know, yeah. <laughs> we've well, been scarred in the past. And so which ones do you follow and uh-huh. which ones do you not? Well, tell me the U.S. isn't scarred. Like, do we, do we want to get into another war? Right. So I think I think half of the U.S. is like, don't go near the Ukraine, don't go near Syria, don't go near any of those hot spots right now, because we are just barely getting out of yeah. the ones we got into. <laughs> so it's, it is. I think maybe once you kind of get burned, you're like, I don't. But see that then that's apathy. So then all of a sudden, but I think if you, if we actually knew what was going on in some of these places, yeah. Well, and um, I love media. I am the news, except there is some false reports, especially internationally. It's hard to keep up. And with the Internet, it's a lot more accessible and it's a lot easier. But, you know, it's a vice and a virtue because you don't know which is true and which is not. And then you hear all these reports. Right. So it's kind of – I don't know. It's I don't know if – there's a trust factor in the news, um, but there's a lot of opportunity for change within the – Within the news oh, yeah. and media and social networking. Well, and we're and all humans, right? In this great big ball of mud. Mm-hmm. And yet we need to, we need to kind of, we need to take on our own change. Like it's what, I guess it'd be great to change Africa. And I think it'd be powerful to change Russia. But maybe we ought to just change ourselves. It starts with you. Do a little spring cleaning. We're coming up to time for some spring cleaning. And so maybe today, as we're thinking about it, we're going to be giving you some big, grandiose ideas from some really powerful national movements and a wonderful film we're going to talk about, Beyond Right and Wrong, Stories of Forgiveness and Justice. Maybe more important than all of that is is what's the change that needs to be taking place in your life? What's the Where do you need to be more empowered? What are the things that have been prompting your head, your heart, where you need to pick up your game a little bit. That's what we're talking about on the show today. Forces for good. May the force be with you for good, my friends. We're taking a break. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking about being a force for good. 
Uh, and we've got some incredible guests coming up. Um, we're going to be also talking about a, a, a seriously dramatic and inspiring documentary called Beyond Right and Wrong, Stories of Forgiveness and Justice. Also, we'll be visited uh, via the phone from Nelson Mandela's grandson, um, uh, Kweku Mandela, will be joining us as well to talk about empowerment and change and uh, just, you know, creating and being a force for good. Our own Merit, uh, Mecham, has been putting together her own little um, research on a movement of volunteering or volunteerism. Yeah, the, th- the thing is, so we can, you know, admire so many people who are doing amazing things across the world. But the fact is, is that most of us are in our communities doing our daily things, going to work, coming home. Yeah. And those kinds of opportunities aren't readily available for us in the lives that we lead. But that doesn't mean that we can't still make a huge amount of difference. Um, and most people would like to make that kind of difference. I think, I mean, we know it feels good. We know it's just we don't want to take the time to do it. Right. And we don't know where to start. Yeah. So um, first thing I have is I was reading an article, an interesting article done by a Psychology Today by um, Dr. Don Carr. And she talks about how, um, well, first of all, in 2013, the volunteering rates showed a decline. Only about 25% of people volunteered. So 25% of the population they surveyed yes. are, vo- are, are volunteering, I guess, regularly. Yeah. And, well, not regularly. It was Ever. one hour. Oh, wow. In the year. 25%, 25% of are donating. One hour of their time wow. out of their whole year to volunteer. Really? Yes. Well, that's pitiful. It is pitiful. And so the thing is, I, I again, I don't think people are sitting here going like, I'm not going to volunteer. Yeah. Most people want to help out. Yeah. But. Um, well, where do you go? Yeah. But, you know, do you really, you know, the thing I hear a lot is I don't have time for that. Yeah. You know, I'm already caught up I'm in my a own busy life. Man, yeah. Right. But there are lots of kind of extra benefits that you get from volunteering. People who volunteer are shown to live longer and healthier. Really? Yeah. But you Isn't think you would lose losing Especially all these for people, hours? Elderly people. The more, you know, the more you give. Keeps them alive. Keeps them ticking. Definitely. Um, It establishes really strong relationships. And that doesn't even mean with just the people you're volunteering for. That could be great for business. Yeah. You could meet, you know, who knows who you'll meet volunteering. That's right. You could find a best friend. You could find a business partner. You could find somebody who will get you your next job. Or you might just find yourself. Like, holy cow, I'm not selfish. I like to give and serve. Um, Also, volunteering is great for your career, especially if, you know, like so many of us having a hard time with an economic downturn and you are out of work, putting volunteer information on your resume shows that at least you're doing something, that you aren't just sitting around waiting for a job to happen. You're going out and helping. You do that. Like Every college student knows you got to have some volunteer service stuff on there. (laughs) Definitely. It's, It's interesting. You would almost think later in your career that might be detrimental. But yeah, no. but no, if you're, you know, if you have holes in your career timeline or even if you just want to move forward, show that you make a difference. Volunteer for comp- oh, for huge. places that your comp- the company you want to work for yeah. supports or that have the same kind of ideolo- ideologies. Um, volunteering is obviously great for society and it brings communities together. And lastly, volunteering just gives you a sense of purpose. Yeah. It helps you out. It helps you see what you're doing in the world. So after reading this, I thought, well, I should volunteer more. Are you serious? Yeah. So you're going to so go volunteer more. more I am going to volunteer more. Because you already more. volunteer for things. I do. I do have some And you've got big internships coming, which yes. will feel like volunteering. Yes, it will feel like volunteering. Just one, yeah. Free work. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, so I I volunteer I volunteer for my church, and I often go to visit um, old folks' homes. But yeah. I haven't, you know, again scheduling hasn't happened super recently. So I thought it would be great to establish something that I was sure that I do every single week. So Whoa. I started my search. Here's what? Where, I... where where are you going? Okay, first of all, some really great websites to go to are either volunteermatch.org okay. or allforgood.org. And both of these websites, what you do is you put in your location, um, and your general interests, where you would you know general things. What would you like to volunteer for? So there are lots of opportunities, you know, for um, children, for renovation, for arts in the community so you can for tutoring so you can just put in kind of your area and what you'd like to volunteer with Hmm. and then they those sites both they have this database of volunteer opportunities and they pull them all up for you and show you what they have yeah so it's like you don't even need to go look at you know specific websites and try to contact people they have it all right here it's it's, yeah it's probably not if you don't know where to look you probably aren't looking because really, every school oh, on the earth would love you to come in and read to kids yeah, that need definitely. help reading. Everyone. Yeah. And so this, these every websites hospital. are great because they have, they have the information right yeah. there on the website. You know exactly who to call, exactly who to email. Um, Volunteer Match even has an email system set up within it. So um, anyway, so I just you know emailed a few people right from that website. You didn't even have to open up your email. It's super like easy. So um some opportunities that I found when yeah. I searched in my local area of Utah County um to work in food pantries and soup kitchens. That one seems pretty obvious. Yeah. To do renovations for local churches. There was a Presbyterian church looking for some help. Need um, some, they need some people yeah. to do some repairs. Um, to be a home visitor. I thought this one was interesting to go and just um they're looking especially for experienced mothers. You know, oh, so interesting to just go in and maybe support a mother with a family. Support a mother with a family, particularly if they have young babies, first-time parents. You, know? ne- oh, you don't know what huge. you're doing. And if and your mother's have, not right there and your yeah. mother wasn't an effective mother. Yeah, to have some you know, sweet lady come how in cool and teach you how to take care of your baby to yeah. give you a little bit of a break. That's it's a really huge. cool thing. And plus, it's babies. Plus, yeah, you get to hang around a baby. Babies are pretty cool. Well, yeah. They're fun. Um, another to be a volunteer nurse, mostly just to go in and keep people company, make mm-hmm. sure that they're you know being fed, spend make time sure with they people. Took their meds. Yep. Um, this was another interesting one to be a dream coach. This is where you can volunteer in local high schools, local middle schools, um, and teach kids kind of aspects of your career. So, for example, oh, cool. if you were an interior designer, you could go yeah. into the high school and teach those kids about. Interior design. How do they get started? How? What do they need to learn? Like a mentor, you know, really. And yeah. A, co- a dream coach. Yeah, to help so cool you know help that? them achieve their dreams. So yeah. I thought that was really fun. That was yeah. something that I could do. I mean, I'm going to filmmaking. Lots of people have that dream, so I could See, teach them. But a lot of times we're like we're like dream busters. Yeah, it's true. They're like, I really, I really want to do what you would do. Matt. I want to work with couples that are struggling. And you're like, and you're like, oh, jeez, yeah. you do not want to work with couples. <laughs> Um, some other ones were to clean up national parks or local parks to help, you know, clean out the habitat. And last one, um, there were tons of opportunities in my area for this, and this is actually what I ended up signing up for, was to be a mentor for cool. kids in dangerous circumstances. So either in foster care or in difficult family situations, yeah. all you do is meet up with them once a week and do something fun. Just kind of, you know, in part, they have some trainings and paperwork. Yeah. But really, other than that, it's pretty simple. Wow. It sounds like a lot of fun to me. So that's awesome. You know what? I'm starting that within the next month. You found that off of the website volunteermatch.org. Volunteermatch.org. So 
And the other one was allforgood.org? Allforgood.org. Very similar. Great wow. resources. Merit, I applaud you. Well, thank that you. That is huge. You just, you just took an assignment to heart. I did. I'm really excited about it, actually. Now you're a force for good. I am. Why don't you keep... You know, it feels really great. <laughs> I bet. Well, and especially it'll feel even better once you've done it. Oh, no kidding. I'm really excited to get started. Make sure you come back and tell us about it. Yeah, I will. We'll do a little update. We'll see how you change the life of these people. <laughs> uh, good stuff. A force for good. We all can do it. it. Really, you know, that's just volunteering. Yeah. Wait till we hear how big a movement can get. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, two incredible uh, guests will be join, uh, joining us. Leika Singh is a film director from the, the movie, the film Beyond Right and Wrong, Stories of Justice and Forgiveness. And Kwaku Mandela, Nelson Mandela's grandson, will be joining us, teaching us about empowerment, change, how to you know move your mind to move the masses. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're taking a break. We'll be right back on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. back everybody to the matt townsend show today we are you're gonna feel good we're taught we're talking about today being a force for good in your life uh in your neighborhood in your community in the world and i think uh we found two incredibly motivating human beings that uh filmmakers uh directors uh, and they've put together something that I think will change all of us as we get into this discussion. Again, our goal on the show is to help you find the good in life. And a lot of times, I guess you could just hope for good. But sometimes you need to reach out and grab it and, uh, and, and make, make the change that needs to happen. And also, sometimes um, you have to find a way to motivate other people to step up. And be and and be a part of that movement as well. And I and I think we're going to find out that's uh, that's one of the keys, the tools that our two guests have been using. Now, the 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 topic we're on today is you know forces for good. We're going to discuss a film that was put together. Uh, the name of the film is Beyond Right and Wrong: Stories of Justice and Forgiveness, put together by two uh, people, our two guests today. One of them is Kwaku Mandela, Nelson Mandela's grandson is joining us, and also Leika Singh. She was the film director, um, and both of them have, d- have willingly, no one forced them, but have, have uh, accepted our invitation to be on the show today to talk about this great movie. Uh, are you there, Kwaku and Leika? Yes, nice to be here. So good hey, to have you yeah, on. We are here. Thank you so much for being on. Really uh, powerful, powerful movement you're really going about here, and... Um, I guess as we just get started, what I want to know, just first of all, tell us, how did you guys get together, and how did we decide we're going to do a movie or a film, a documentary on forgiveness? Well, I was in uh, Rwanda, and I saw um, people who's like like a woman whose uh, five children were killed mm. talking to the guy who killed uh, her children, and not only that, sharing a soda Oh, wow. with, uh, with him, and I couldn't understand whether this was even possible and whether what I was seeing was real or not. And so uh, that started my curiosity going, and that's 
that's how the the film is really my journey into uh, figuring out whether this is true or not. And it also includes Israel and Palestine and Ireland. Oh, my So heavens. that we don't leave, uh, you know, any part of the world out. <laughs> yeah, the three hotspots. <laughs> well, and, and yeah. how and how did you, um, Kwaku, how did you get involved? I was introduced to the project by a friend, actually, um, who had told me about what Leica was working on. And it was something that, you know, it was close to my heart and moved me and that I wanted to support and, and be a part of. It's, I mean, especially with your grandfather's influence, I mean, the power of change and forgiveness and justice. I mean, this isn't a fair world, right? And I mean, all of a sudden, Lake is sitting there watching a woman in Rwanda sharing a soda with the person that murdered people she loves. Um, well, tell me what you guys, tell me what you're learning. What are you seeing about human beings in these conflicted areas what are you seeing about forgiveness what are you learning well well i think in what we are seeing is that in the darkest area you see the uh, most amazing light and that that forgiveness is even possible when i first uh, uh dived into all this i thought is this really possible if somebody yelled at my kids i would be really upset forget right. about killing them and it's really not about something out there. It's about all of us, you know, and that's why the film, I think, affects people in such a deep, transformative way is because it, it's not about them out there. It's about all of us. It really is. It always comes down to the to the human, to the human being, right? Because we think of a movement, you know, if we wanted to go out and change the world, we can spend forever trying to get the world to change. But it really just seems like it's a change of a million people. If a million people would change themselves, done. Problem solved. Do you, I think that's a big yeah, part of it, the, definitely not. I, I mean, go ahead. Go, go ahead, no, I was just going to say, I mean, I was listening to your news bulletin, you know, before, and, and you know, you were kind of going over some of today's leading stories around the world. Yeah. Right? We've got a, a missing plane in Malaysia. We had an explosion in New York, which, uh, you know, brought a community to its knees. And then, obviously, there's the global crisis in Ukraine. And I think in all these situations, we have the capacity to either come together or to fall apart as humans. Yeah. And I think too often in our past, we've fallen apart. I think what Lakers film. Uh, really highlights and identifies is we really do have this capacity to come together to be forgiven, to forgive, uh, and to find the greatness, I think, within each of each, of each other. Hmm. I mean, that's, to me, that's the greatest hope we can have. Otherwise, all of these things just mean we're more divided, we're more apart, but somehow we've got to get down to the that core, that, that heart. Uh, Leica, what were you about to say? Um, I have forgotten, remember? but That's I okay. agree completely with Kweku. <laughs> That's great. Um, when you when you when you think about this, and and I really, again, just the tie Kweku to your grandfather, who I mean, so here I'm just some guy, but I have loved your grandfather's life and and have taught it in workshops all over the place. The simple power of one man sitting and knowing what he wanted and knowing what he needed to do, but being willing to be the change and, you know, sitting without justice for 28 years, I believe, whatever. Was it 28, Kwaku? Years in prison. 27 years. 27 years. Um, I mean, how, how much of what your grandfather 
taught you do you see i mean it's is coming out in what you do you're a filmmaker as well and you're also a believer that change needs to happen and sometimes it even needs to be pushed well i mean i i i feel like a lot of it you know i come out in my work simply for the fact that i think my granddad had uh, two major principles in his life. The one was that to change your community uh, and ultimately, you know, potentially the world, you needed an idea. Uh, and to execute on that, you needed intent. And mm. I think it's the same, you know, for any filmmaker uh, creating a film. You know, initially you have an idea. Uh, and it's great to have that, but it's how do you get that made into something that you can share with the world, ultimately, mm. uh, that can tell a story, and you need intent to do that. And I think that's what you've seen with, would like a story. You know, it took her several years. She, she initially had this idea when she went to Rwanda, and it morphed through several stages. And if it wasn't for her intent, we wouldn't be talking about it right now. Right. People wouldn't be able to see it around the world right now. Uh, and I think that's something that we often forget, um, you know, particularly in our individual lives. Uh, we have ideas of how we can do better, how we can be better, uh, but we kind of throw them to the wayside. Uh, and, you know, we get bogged down in the day-to-day struggles of, you know, how are we going to survive ultimately? How am I going to look after myself? Uh, kind of individualism has, has become the, the biggest thing in, in society's life in this day and age. It's powerful because it seems like the intent might be the, the hidden one, the hardest one, because a lot of people probably have really good ideas and need to make stuff happen. But then, you know, you rub up against life, and life starts to create the conflicts. Leica, did you see that as you were putting the movie together, How many time, or the film together? How many times were you thinking, holy cow, is this worth it? Is it am I going to be able to make this? Yeah. Did you almost lose that intent, that, that, that drive? Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, sitting in front of people who had murdered 300 people, let's say, day after day for, oh. for, for three weeks, uh, you know, Talking to both the perpetrator and uh, and uh, and the victims, and it's really quite interesting to do that because you forget that this person has actually killed. He might be a really charming person, for example, mm-hmm. and you think you have to. It, it plays with your mind, and you have to figure out, okay, this is this is this is a person who killed, and that's what why you're here. They were. It was a very difficult thing to do, I have to say, and and that's why it took me seven years to to make the film, and uh, and also that's also the same reason why the film is not prescriptive and it's not about teaching people anything. Yeah, I just we just tell the story and you take away what you want from it. But what's happening is just incredible. Uh, the way people are using this film, they're using it in hospices, showing it to the people who are dying. They're showing it uh, to help people get over PTSD. They're showing it in conflict zones, uh, you know, yeah. everywhere. And uh, it's, it's, it's sort of, they're using it in marriage therapy. Yeah. You know? So, it's uh, it's like contagious. It's it's you you get the spirit of what healthy forgiveness looks like, and then you just present it to others, and it almost becomes contagious. Yes. Well, and what a gift! I guess that was probably one of the things. Once you saw what you saw in Rwanda with the woman sharing the soda, um, I guess maybe that's how it's done. Kwaku is. 
you get a really good idea. And if the good idea has kind of its own life and its own heart, like this film, that's what maybe keeps enabling you to keep going like Leica did for seven years, because how could you not release that spirit? Without doubt. And I think as well, you know, again, I talked about, you know, us being individuals. I think it's hard in this day and age to put others before yourself. And I think, you know, Leica shows us that in this film. She she basically helps other people whose voices, you know, we wouldn't have heard unless she had one documented them and two taken the time to actually spend with them mm. and go through this process. Right. So I think that's such a unique thing for us to to take away from this, this amazing huge. film as well. So again, the name of the film is Beyond Right and Wrong: Stories of Justice and Forgiveness. We're talking with Kwaku Mandela, Nelson Mandela's grandson, and Leica Singh, who's the film director. Um, who started this project, uh, and together, your goal, if you had to, like, summarize your goal, and we're going to take a break and come back and talk more about this, what what would you say, Leica, um, I guess you just wanted to create the space where somebody could see what you saw? Is that what your goal was? My my goal was to start, uh, to begin with, you know, my goal was to have get this film done in a certain kind of a way where yeah. it's telling the story. But also my goal now is to start the conversation about it, that there is an op- this is an option that we don't even think about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an option. Forgiveness is an option that we don't think about. Yes. Is um, it's interesting that you you talked about conversation. It seems like the conversation is really uh, the tangible outcome of what this film is doing. Is it's getting people talking, it's getting people seeing that there's other options, and 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 having a conversation about that. I guess that is the beginning of shifting ideas. Is that right, Kwaku? I would yeah definitely agree with that. You know, you mentioned uh, the fact that. Ultimately, you know, Leica planted the seed or had an idea that was a seed ultimately and how it grows. And I think these conversations that we have, the the understanding that we can achieve and ultimately uh, learning to be tolerant, all these things are contagious. I think it's it's hard when you don't understand something. It's hard when you don't know something. We fear what we don't understand. Uh, and so I think taking the time to kind of figure out what's on the other side of the veil um, is so important. I think that's why, for me, you know, making sure, particularly that younger audiences see this film, uh, because I think it's so relevant in this time and, and, and age, but also that, you know, we create a kind of dialogue around this, ultimately, to yeah. to really get down to how this affects people on a day-to-day, because not everyone has dealt with, you know, having such a horrific tragedy happening in their life, but they deal with conflict on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I love the idea that we get it to uh, to the youth and create the dialogue, start that conversation of shared meaning um, and even like creating new meaning. Like what would that look like with you and your friends? What would that look like if we could do that just in your high school? I mean, imagine all of the ills that the United States is going through, bullying with our children, you know, kids that don't feel accepted. So they're, they, you know, suicide seems like a great option. Drugs, alcohol, gangs, all of the problems that our youth are facing. It seems like this, just an injection of, of the spirit of this movie might be a, a very powerful, um, 
antidote to some of that. We're talking again with uh, Kwaku Mandela and Leka Singh um, from the movie, the film, I keep calling it a movie, from the film Beyond Right and Wrong, Stories of Justice and Forgiveness. Um, Just as we're about to take a break, where would they go? So if people want to go watch this film, where do they go find the film? Right now, we are showing it for free on a, on a website called filmraise.com. It's filmraise.com. And every time somebody watches the film, we give uh, 50 cents away uh, to a charity. Oh, uh, that's uh, one of the charities that's listed there. So that people who are actually working on the ground in various different ways, not just reconciliation, can benefit and actually do the work uh, from you just watching this film. Oh, how great. Filmraise.com. Yeah. Filmraise. So if they go to filmraise.com. Yes. Uh, then they can watch the movie and then donations will also be made to people that need it. Go to filmraise.com. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back more on this film, Beyond Right and Wrong, Stories of Justice and Forgiveness. More from Leka and Kwaku right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking about being a force for good and uh, trying really to inspire you to the idea that, you know, life, it's time for some changes. And sometimes in life, you didn't ask to be the spokesperson for a change, but you were given the opportunity because of what life hands you. Um, And then you got to do something with it. So on the show today, we have two wonderful guests and an incredible film that they put together. The film was called Beyond Right and Wrong, Stories of Justice and Forgiveness. And it was put together um, by Leka Singh, um, who was in Rwanda and saw some incredible, you know, uh, gestures, I guess, and just abilities of human beings to create forgiveness with um, the perpetrators who had created the injustice and it motivated her and she says she thought to herself i gotta get that out there so then she went um to israel palestine and the palestinian kind of conflict as well as northern ireland and uh put these together and then has created the film beyond right and wrong also joining us is kwaku mandela um and kwaku i believe you were nelson mandela's son but i believe you were a producer on the film is that what you did kwaku no, I've uh, I've just been supporting the film. Also. That's right. Uh, Leka Singh produced and directed the film. It really, and then again, anybody that wants to see it, you go to the go to the website filmraise dot com. Raise R A I S E. Film raise, like raise it up, raise the world, raise the money. Filmraise dot com, and when you go there, you can watch it, and um, when you watch it, uh, I guess you watch it for free. Is that right, Leka? And then yes. Uh, you watch it for free. It's 52 minutes, and uh, when, when you watch it, we will uh, we've raised uh, half a million dollars to be given away to nonprofits. And every time you watch it, we send 50 cents to the nonprofit. Mm. And uh, it's uh, it's been an amazing experience seeing what's happening with the film. Uh, you know, Forbes called it 
jaw-droppingly inspiring. Yeah. And uh, the, the uh, and somebody else said it's not a film; it's a movement for peace. Oh wow! And 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 so it's uh, it's just 52 minutes, and who knows? It might transform you in some way. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and, and anybody out there, um, even if it just inspires you to be a better dad, a better mom, or let go of some of the past, let go of the, like you were saying, it's helping some soldiers with PTSD or anyone with PTSD. It's helping, it can help in so many different ways. Uh, Kwaku, as we talk about it, and, and you, you, you're you a filmmaker yourself, and you also, um, you know, help run some of your, your grandfather's foundation, the Nelson Mandela Foundation, and you're a part of that, and another foundation that you created with your cousin, Africa Rising. When you look at the movie, what what do you see? Like, what what part of the movie or the film inspires you? What's the message you see is so moving? I think in its simplest form, it's the notion of how we as humans can come together under the most extraordinary circumstances. In a sense, every <clears throat> every story in that film is a miracle in itself because it goes against what society tells us to do, what society tells us to believe in. If, mm. if someone is uh, essentially evil, um, or if someone is someone that's done something wrong with you, you know, you're you're supposed to stay away from that person. You're not supposed to have contact with that person. And I think. Uh, what we see is this transcendence of that, ultimately. And, and that's something that, you know, I I truly believe if we as humans could do more often in our lives, and I'm talking about, you know, what kind of one good deed a day, yeah. um, ultimately would transform the world we live in. That's huge. And so for me, it's that, it's that spark that it starts, ultimately, uh, that I think is so unique and that I want to see grow because yeah. it's a part of my daily life and it's a part of my daily work. It seems like that's it. And then you start having discussions about this film, sharing the story about this film. And then all of a sudden, it's not like society's because, again, like you said, this is going against what society would normally teach. But the more we accept this and adopt this philosophy of forgiveness, uh, A, you'll feel some peace, but B, you'll change the culture. And then it'll be like, well, what happens when our culture, our society, our community does teach forgiveness first? Um, what I mean, th- that's a big day. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as we as we kind of talk about it, like I'd love to hear you saw, you know, you saw for 50 something minutes of footage. You probably saw dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of hours, hundreds of hours of other footage that never made it. What were some of the stories that stood out for you? Well, uh, you know, I mean, there was actually a very beautiful uh, love story between two young people, uh, a Hutu man and, and, uh, and a Tutsi woman. But, um, but, but it, it was, uh, and it was too sweet to put in the film. It didn't add up somehow when we put such a sweet love story in. But, oh, but it stays with me because these are, it's like equivalent to say, uh, after Nazi Germany, you know, yeah. uh, a person from the Nazi party falling in love with a Jewish woman is equivalent to that. But it was a very beautiful wow. uh, love story. So that's something that that's always been with me. And I've met the most amazing people along this journey. And it would take me probably a day to tell you all about it. Yeah. How did it change you, like as a, a, a as a wife, as a mother, as a human being? I mean, 
to see so much goodness and then document it, what does it do to you personally? I, I, I think I, I think personally, you know, there 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 effects from that that I don't even know have happened. But but personally, I think I've, I'm a little more patient, maybe, and get less angry. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> again, and I think that's the impact that this that this film will have as we all go watch it. Um, we're going to take a break. We're talking with Kwaku Mandela and Leka Singh, who are talking about a film that Leka put together, Beyond Right and Wrong, Stories of Justice and Forgiveness. Again, you'll find the film if you go to filmraise.com, R-A-I-S-E dot com, filmraise. Go there. Check it out. It's 50, what, how many minutes, Leka? It's 52 minutes. 52 minutes, and uh, has the power, I think, to to touch your heart and to change, maybe just shift, just create a shift. And sometimes all we need to be a force for good is the shift. And, you know, we get enough people shifting, we can uh, change the world, right? We're taking a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back being a force for good right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. afternoon. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your life coach, your guide on the side. Welcome back, my friends. We've got a great show going for you. Uh, Today's topic, Forces for Good. How to forgive, how to let go, how to move on. And uh, today we're using a, a really interesting way to create a movement. We want to be a part of this movement. The movement uh, started by a filmmaker named um, named Leka Leka Singh, who is the producer, the the producer and director of the film Beyond Right and Wrong: Stories of Justice and Forgiveness. She's gone out and filmed uh, people in some of the most difficult conflicts you can imagine, from Rwanda to Northern Ireland to the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. And she's just taken real-life stories of people and their ability to let go and get over their pain and to create forgiveness. Also uh, involved and very much a believer of the, of the principle behind this is Kwaku Mandela, who is Nelson Mandela's grandson, is joining us as well. And a little bit later, Lindsay Hadley will be joining us. She is uh, representing the organization FilmRaise, where any of, anyone can go right now. You can go to the website, filmraise.com. And FilmRaise um, is promoting this movie for free. You watch it, but every time you watch it, money goes and is distributed because they've raised money. And, of course, they'd probably love you to donate money as well. But uh, the money is distributed to places where, um, where it's needed and goes towards kind of this charity, this idea of, of helping other people understand the power of forgiveness. It's something I highly suggest you go watch it. Just go to FilmRaise.com. So welcome back, uh, Leka and Kwaku. Again, thank you so much for your message, first of all, and uh, for your art and your willingness to go take something as pure as the concept of forgiveness and make a life-changing film. Well, we're happy to be Thank here. Thank you, Matt. You bet. Uh, Leica, just as we're—we only have three or four more minutes here, but 
Um, in the end, I mean, this has become your 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 personal mission and your and or your mantra. Um, what what was it? It seems like there would be a lot of forces, you know, even just kind of inherent goodness that might, or you know, people that don't want this message that need some of these conflicts to keep uh, alive. Um, what was it in the end that kept you going on the goal? I mean, it took you seven years to get this out, and you're still plugging along and and out there pitching it and sharing it. Yes, uh, you know, I I, I think that. Uh the the stories that it's a real privilege to hear the stories of people and especially after what they've gone through and they're still able to see the other person as a human being rather than 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 a monster right. and and i think that is a major major thing to think about you know it wasn't easy also to make the film because forgiveness is a non-event right and and so but showing the process of forgiveness, I think, brings you sort of closer to understanding it much more. And um, and and moving right along, I would love for this conversation to continue for many years because I think this film is not one of those films that's relevant for a short period of time. I think, you know, 10 years from now, it's still a relevant film. Oh, yeah. And that's the kind of film I wanted to make. Oh, it's beautiful. And... Um... I think I think just watching it you can you can see the change you can see there's just something powerful and I guess that's the power of a principle um is the principle speaks much louder than anything else that could actually be said you just need to sit in there hear the story and feel it and I think it's going to be contagious hey and Kwaku I mean again uh your grandfather you know he lived on principle I mean what would he say? What would he feel about this? You know, I think he would say this is an extraordinary uh, feat, ultimately. Again, it showcases the unique and extraordinary power that we have, ultimately, to impact not only our lives, but the lives of others through, you know, something that's such a simple action. Um, it's just taking the time to understand uh, and be tolerant of others. Yeah. What's next for you, Kwaku? Well, I'm currently in Cape Town right now. Uh, I'm shooting a show for the BBC called Our Girl, and I'm doing another one for BET about slavery. Um, and then I'm developing a project uh, about someone that uh, has inspired me ultimately, and that I find her life story extraordinary. Her name's Isabella Blow, um, and I think the unique thing about this this woman is that she kind of believed in this ideal world, even though the real world, uh, you know, wasn't what ultimately she believed in huh. so she was unfortunately hurt several times throughout her life uh, because she just kind of kind of wasn't living in in the real world reality yeah um, and there's just something there's something of beauty and extraordinary bravery about her story that i find compelling and inspiring wow powerful where um where can they find these works kwaku where where should they be looking to find out more about you I guess black, visit, BETs uh, out of Africa. Okay. Well, I mean, you can go to the BET website. The show's going to be coming out this fall, um, and it's going to be called "Someone Knows My." That's the working title. Someone knows my and name. The BBC shows. Someone knows my name. Okay. Yeah. Powerful. What's the BBC? And the BBC shows called "Our Girl." Our Girl. Well, we appreciate it, and yeah, again, you guys so ins- uh, that'll be fall too. So you'll have two coming out in fall. BBC and BET. Um, 
uh, as we wrap it up, I always call this just the one thing. So if there's one thing, and we'll give you each a chance to talk about it, what's the one thing um, that you want out there about this film? Again, what's the one thing you want um, people to remember or the one thing that you'd want to drive the future conversation? What would you say, Kwaku? I would say that, you know, we each have the capacity to shine a light uh, on our family, on our friends, and on our community, uh, and we should never forget that. Powerful. And, and you know, the light takes away the darkness. Awesome. Uh, Leika, what would you say? What's the one thing you want uh, to come out of this or to kind of drive the conversation? Well, one of the things is that, that you know, a lot of perpetrators on, are, are, that I met were also victims. And so there's a fine line between being a victim and a perpetrator. And also people think that forgiveness is something for the weak. And, and like, for example, that, and that's not true. It's, it's something that releases you. There's a, there's a person in, in the film that says, you know, he was in prison, but I was his prisoner. Mm. Meaning that this is this is what uh, you know not moving on does, and I feel like starting the conversation and starting put it, planting the seed in somebody's mind or heart that this is even possible and that they can heal from the worst things that have happened in 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 miraculous ways is what I'd like people oh. to take away from it. Well, and that's beautiful hope. I I so appreciate both of you, and the spirit of that is. It's truly amazing. I mean, there is such a fine line between a victim and a perpetrator. And if we, aren't, if we don't start learning from these types of experiences in films like these, then and just experiences in books and learning from the stories of life, then we're just going to keep perpetrating and keep victimizing and perpetrating and more victims. And um, it's a powerful uh, and dangerous cycle. So appreciate both of you. Again, Kwaku Mandela, thank you so much. And Leika Singh. Um, so much for bringing us this film, Beyond Right and Wrong, Stories of Justice and Forgiveness. And again, and God bless and, and God speed too on this mission, because keep it going. Thank you so much for having us. You bet. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you. And change, keep changing the world. Just so you know, from our side, we're going to keep, we will keep pushing it as well. We also wanted to bring on uh, Lindsay Hadley, who um, is, is helping her in her own way. Um, on the website filmraise.com. So if any of you right now go to the website filmraise, R-A-I-S-E dot com, you can download that movie just and watch that movie, Beyond Right and Wrong, the movie we've been talking about. And Lindsay works with FilmRaise um, and has a goal, a desire to be, um, you know, taking the message and, and, and raising money so that this message doesn't have to just end. It's not just a movie that just ends, but there's money behind it to help and to change the world. So uh, let's welcome Lindsay Hadley on the show. Lindsay, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thank you, Matt. So Thank much for you. having me. Hey, and we, we're good friends. So Lindsay's, uh, <laughs> she's, she's related. We're sisters and brothers. Um, but Lindsay, <laughs> honestly, love the interview with those two. The spirit of this movie is incredible, isn't it? It is amazing. Thank you so much for covering it. I thought immediately of you, Matt, because 
you know, what you try to embody with your work is to have to hear the other side, yeah. you know, and to, and to see people as people yeah. and not villainize them. And that's what this film completely, you know, the message of this film completely shares. And it's very powerful because it's in this extreme manner. And so it makes you reflect in your personal life. Oh, totally. I mean, I'm thinking, man, if, if people in Rwanda can forgive each other, I guess I can get over my son that keeps drinking my my personal stash of beverages, like my, I come home and I'd go buy, I don't know, I'd go buy a Diet Coke or something. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, they're gone. So I guess I need to just forgive, huh? I was going for the justice side, but I need to go for the forgiveness side. That's exactly right. It's, you know, there's, it makes something seem petty, but I think that, you know, Lake did a beautiful job in the film portraying the delicate balance of the need for justice as well. You know, it's not a really prescriptive film, and that's, that's another part of it that makes yeah. me love it. Well, it seems like there's there's another side to this. And again, I'm not in the film industry, but it seems like the films that make money, um, that are really marketed, that are really promoted and pushed, seem to be the ones we're watching, even if they're not that good. Um, <laughs> so it seems like really a very strong marketing arm might be part of a really strong movement, which is, I guess, what your purpose with Film Raise. Is that your goal? To be yeah, out there, get it out there, and then raise some money to make more things happen in the world? That, well, that's exactly right. Leica came to me and said, Lindsay, I want a million people to see this film, but I don't want them to just see it. I want it to have major social impact as well. And I told her when she came to me, I said, you know, like, I don't know the first thing about promoting or distributing a documentary, so I'm going to be thinking outside the box because I don't even know which box to think in. Yeah, what is the box, right? (laughs) Exactly. And so, you know, I used my background in doing large-scale campaigns and collaborative, um, what I call convener platforms, where charities work together to espouse the same messaging and content at the same time which is actually unfortunately quite rare in the nonprofit sector. They often are viciously competing for limited resources, and so they don't work together for the same goal. And so I love to create that opportunity. And if you create a platform that gets behind them, they can get behind it. And so that's what Film Raises is essentially my response to Leica's request. Powerful. And is it working? Is it taking hold? You know, it's really great. We've had it just launched for just um, almost just two weeks now, and um, basically what what we're seeing is, yeah, we've had over 3,500 views on online for people to watch it. We'd like, we want to ramp that up. And that's why you yeah. know, it's the opportunity to tell your listeners about it. You can basically watch the film completely for free in your pajamas with a click of a button. Excellent. Really, really good person, you know, because yeah. your view will actually go towards counting, um, towards sending money to whatever charity you choose. We have 10 different charities on there. Everyone from the Nelson Mandela foundation to the Malala fund, to witness.org, Free the Children, Anasazi, all these incredible wow. organizations yeah. that do work on the ground doing reconciliation and peace building, and you watch it, and we have sponsors, generous sponsors, the Operation Kids Foundation and Share the Mic, who have pledged this half a million dollars towards these charities. So when you watch, they get paid. So oh, you're, wow. you know, yeah. how awesome is that? That's right. Popcorn get out there. Pajamas, you can help the world be a better place. Can you watch it more than once? You can. You just have to. You just have to have a different email. So every That's time it. it triggers a yeah. you know. So so if you have so if you have multiple people that you want to watch it with, 
you could all watch it together in your house. You know, in my in my home, we can actually watch something online on a big screen. Yeah. And then you could just enter everybody's emails in manually for the charity you want to afterwards and count every one of your views. You can hold screens I love in it. your house that way. I have a huge family, <laughs> Linz. I You know that. And so <laughs> we're, we, we single-handedly are going to be able to donate tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> exactly. That's the power of big family. <laughs> That's it. The power of a huge family, finally is operationalized. <laughs> you know what's so fun is, like, we're seeing huge people get behind this film. Um, you know, Desmond Tutu recently Twittered it. I mean, he, he's... Did he really? Of, yeah. He's, he has, he's on Twitter, huh? That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it's not amazing. Can't you just see Desmond Tutu just sitting there in some big chair? Exactly. <laughs> Tweeting. Exactly. It's amazing. And then, um, you know, Hugh Jackman, who's yeah. an incredible incredible actor and friend. He, 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 I just actually got the phone with... His publicist, and they said we're going to tweet it tomorrow, so you can look out for that. And, you oh, know, we've got cool. people who who want to be a part of this revolution, this peaceful revolution, as yeah. we're calling it. And I think you know what's so fun is that um, it doesn't take, it doesn't require um, you know your wallet. It just requires your time. It's just hey, and and by the way, that time is well spent. It's in, it's fifty minutes online yeah. to see a film that will really ask a lot of you and make you reflect on human nature and consider your life anew and i think that that anytime we can do that that's, oh, that's incredible all day long that's powerful and we you wait you wait till we put it on our facebook page <laughs> I, can't wait. I mean you have no idea what happens when something goes on the mad towns just we have a guy here that we work with that got 220 dates what? i know tell me about it he's still <laughs> not married he's still just single you're the maestro i know i know i love your i love your facebook so what's up we'll put it up there today that's huge. Thank you so much. Linz, you're the best. Uh, we got to go. We're going to go talk about Nelson Mandela. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your support and Thank everything you. you do, making people think about how to forgive and move on That's and reconcile their lives. Well, and thank so. you for, for bringing it to us. We never would have known if it hadn't been for you. You're the best, Linz. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Be, right, care bye bye. be careful. And uh, everybody, again, go to the website, filmraise.com, R-A-I-S-E.com. Get it out there. Let's get as many people as we can to see what power forgiveness can have in our lives. And uh, and then two, take a message away. Learn. And where do you need to, to you know, actively, aggressively exercise forgiveness? Let's go start making the change in our own lives. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're taking a break. We'll be back talking about how to be a force for good and Nelson Mandela right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we're talking about being a force for good in the world and our own Mike Pond, who, you know, he himself is a force for good. I try. It's a hard thing to do, but I I give it my best. Well, it's better than being a force for bad. Definitely. Well, I think maybe I am a little bit, too. Well, during the show earlier, you were were just playing around and laughing and giggling, and then it, it dawned on you. That you need to turn back to the light and be a force for good. Well, first, I, James, I'm sorry your pants are wet. Yeah, that I was just, weird. That was completely my fault. Just yeah. it was out of the blue. Was that? Yeah. I, okay. But he didn't spill a drink because he doesn't have a drink. But 
anyway, it's yeah. just it's a mystery. We don't know how it mystery. happened. I have no idea. I know. Well, it happened earlier, I'm sure, and you didn't notice it until you were sitting there. Well, did you I, hit I a water e- buffalo? I have no idea. I was just sitting here at the board, and then all of a sudden, I like, wait a second, Sounds my thigh's wet. What? Yeah. And I looked yeah. down, and there's this huge spot in my thigh, and and it was on the outside of my thigh. Okay, so yeah. so no it's not, funny yeah. business, right? You know. Well, again, water buffalo. You never know. Yeah. Could well, be. I'd look for a leak. Maybe there's a leaky. No, I I really have been psyched out by this. I have been looking everywhere for where that water came from. You know what? Should we call maintenance? No, it was me. I did it. Yep. I'm sorry. I used a water bottle. I turned it into a squirt gun. And while oh. you were going, I was crawling underneath the table and I squirted it oh, underneath. Is that way. why you were laughing over there? <laughs> that's why we were dying. Okay. See, yeah. okay, that's a great example. That's a force for bad. Yeah, and you don't want to do that. Yeah. I so mean, I'm glad you brought this up because that's bad. That's evil, but hilarious. He was, was so terrified. Funny. He yeah, was, he was. We're over in the producer's booth. He's looking around. Yeah. He's looking underneath the board. Starting to question my sanity. Like, what <laughs> could have possibly gotten my leg wet? You guys, but during the break, you didn't even hear this, but he was crying. He was sad. Like, Matt, what's happening to me? So I, I was totally falling apart. Well, I'm glad I can be here. Thank you. So once again, out there in listener land, um, I think the key is, oh, yeah. The key is be a force for good. Just because you can poke a hole in a water bottle doesn't mean you should. Just because you can spray someone with water doesn't mean you should. I thought we learned you, that. Yeah, you should. I mean, Nelson Mandela, great example, taught us many things throughout his life, never yeah. to give up, uh, to, to seek balance, He's to my forget hero, the past, for get educated, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. But how can we take those lessons and apply them quickly and to our own lives, James has given me a yeah. James is mad. Dirty look right now. Well, see, there's sorry. a cost. There's a cost yeah. to being a force for bad, and you're paying. You're now going to have to pay that cost. Yeah, and you know what things we can do in our, in our own lives here in our communities. We don't have to go and be a huge, uh, enormous, right. giant force no. for yeah. You don't need political to be change and Desmond Tutu. You don't need to be this great change agent. You yeah. can just be. A voice of courage. You can be a voice of courage in your family. Hey, everybody, let's quit talking about each other. Let's exactly. quit bad-mouthing each other. Let's not share secrets. Let's not squirt water on people that are innocent and near thousands of volts of electricity. Let's not do that, hypothetically. Yeah, I mean, totally. Probably not a good idea. What, what's your favorite lesson from Nelson Mandela? My, one of my favorite lessons from him, he, he never gave up. I mean, you said earlier, How do you 20, not give up? Yeah. 28 years in prison. He could have, you know, he had the opportunity to not go to prison. I don't yeah. know if a lot of people knew that. But he said, no, this is an important cause to me, and it's, this is worth it. That's huge. And he decided to, to go that route. My favorite, my favorite is he invited to his inauguration the jailers. So the guys that held him captive had front row seats at his inauguration, and he wasn't like, neener, neener, neener. He, uh, and then at his inauguration, one of the quotes he used, his first line says, it was by Marianne Williamson, says, our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Powerful. So what scares us most isn't that we're just a clod of weakness. What scares us is that we're powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And I'm, I honestly believe that. I think most people know that they have incredible potential, but we're afraid of it. And we talk about that all the time on the show. Fear, we got to let it go. And you got to start believing you're seriously amazing. You're the bomb. Yeah. Bomb deliciousness. 
he he's also attributed to saying uh, it always seems impossible until it's done. Yeah, I think it's a great quote. It's true. I hear that all the time. I'll work with clients. They'll be like, "Yeah, that's easier said than done." And I'm well, like, well, sure, so do but, it. Yeah, and then it's just easier done than done. <laughs> um, what? Any other quotes you love? I mean, uh, yeah, there's a, there's another one that I really liked. Um, well, he said, "Knowledge is power." He he said that. Uh, Education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. He said that. Yeah. And it, while he was in jail, he took the opportunity to keep learning, to yep. keep getting better, writing speeches, learning all that he could. And so w- by the time he got out, he was very well educated. And, which you uh, need to be to be, you know, president. We we had somebody on the morning show earlier that studies what the things that he wrote while he was in prison. Oh, Still, really? Yeah, that's what he focuses on. Fascinating. Professor up at Utah State. Can so, you imagine having your grandpa being Nelson Mandela? Man, no, I can't. I mean, really, that would be like, because then all of a sudden, but again, we all have Grandpa Mandela, right? So he's everyone's now. So we got to live up to it. There's a lot of things that we can learn from him. Michael Pond, you did it again. We'll call that a pondification. Profound. Thank you. We're going to take a break. We're coming back. When we come back, who better to come back with than Mark Waite? The great, uh, uh, some say a miser. No, I say a wiser. He's a wiser, not a miser. Mark Waite will be back enlightening us more on forgiveness, this concept of forgiveness, and becoming a force in the world for good. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, we have got uh, one of our favorite contributors on Earth. Mark Waite is joining us. Not a miser, just the wiser. I'm going to use that. That's it. From, from now on, that's your new... That's your new... That's my your new catchphrase. Catchphrase. Uh, Mark Waite, um, Through the Garage Door. Correct. Oh, I'm so proud uh, of you host for of Through that. the Garage Door with um, Don Shaline, which is, can also be heard on BYU Broadcasting, BYU Radio, uh, at night at 9 o'clock. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Uh, mountain. 10 o'clock Mountain. 12 o'clock Eastern. 12 midnight like, Eastern. When everyone's sleeping. Correct. It's after the kids have gone to bed. Is it that kind of show? But for the kids in the afternoons, I'm also host of Classical 89's Classical Afternoon 89, Classics. Which they can find by going to BYUradio.org. No, not be Classical89.org. Classical89.org. Different radio station. Where you're, uh, you're playing some vinyl. You're pushing no, the vinyl. No, I started here 20 years ago when we were still doing vinyl. Are you really? Yeah, it's, we're past CDs now. It's 20? all on the hard drive. Well, see, now it's, see, that's the digital age. Pure, clean, digital sound. None of that. 20 years ago you started here. Yeah. How old? Never mind. I was only about You're six. 12 at the time. <laughs> yeah, so. Child labor laws were being violated <laughs> 20 years ago. Okay, so our topic today, Mark Waite, we want your, we want your wise insight. We want your, uh, your take on forgiveness. It's a big one. In fact, this might be the biggest. Okay. This is the is biggest it? of the big. Why? Oh, really? Why? Forgiveness is the... Most important thing. Okay, there was like a, a very wise man, a very, 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 very smart man, um, uh, Hugh Nibley. Yes. 
He Brilliant. had a uh, what do you call it when you die and then come back from death uh, after death yeah, experience like, yeah. or something like that. He says that while he was on the other side, he learned that all knowledge just flows into the the mind immediately without really thinking about it. That oh wow! He he learns that we in mortality are not very strong. We're not very brave. We're not very smart. But there are two things that he says that the angels envy us for. Ah, there are what? two things in life that actually matter that that even angels wish they had the opportunity to do. And this is a difficult to wrap the head around. Yeah. But those two things are repentance and forgiveness. So repentance, the shift to the spirit, like getting rid of your bad thoughts, well, acts, deeds. Well, repentance and forgiveness are two sides of the yeah. same coin. For forgiveness is outward going forgiveness. Repentance is inward flowing re- uh, forgiveness. forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and so I had to think about that and try to figure out what, what he meant by that. Ain- why, why would angels envy humans for this capacity to forgive? And I think that um, based on my own personal experience, that I think our moments of forgiveness are our most sacred moments in life. Mm-hmm. That moment of letting go. Yeah. You've ta- been talking about letting go, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was yesterday. But yeah, but today we're you're, talking you're, about yeah. – You're carrying baggage. You're yeah. carrying bad feelings. And then finally there comes a point, hopefully there comes a point, where you hit, hit this tipping point of going, it's OK now. And sometimes it happens in a moment. Sometimes mm-hmm. it happens over time. Hopefully it happens quickly. And the sooner the better. Always the sooner the better. Because your, he- your healing starts – when you're there. Yeah. And at that moment, I think those are have been my most sacred moments in mm, life. I think you're right. And I think proof of the fact that it's one of the most important things in our entire mortality is the number of opportunities we're given. Yeah. To, to keep repent. doing this over Every day, and over. Right. Day after day, many, many times yeah. each day, yeah. we're given an opportunity that we didn't see it coming. No. You know, it's, it's the, the guy cuts me off in traffic. Most of it happens on the road for me. <laughs> a moment to uh, give an opportunity to forgive. And the more of those we have, the more Christ-like we become. Well, it's interesting. And then maybe that's because then you – if I shift forgiving others, I may be more apt to f- repent. And if I repent, I'm more apt to forgive. Yeah, I, it is a cycle, it is, I think, um, even though they might be discrete yeah. – uh, um, Incidents. So it's interesting that you bring it up as um, I mean, so here's this brilliant man, truly a genius. Hugh Nibley. Scriptorian, scholar, extraordinary. My dad described him. Now, my dad was one of the smartest men I've ever known. Wow. And my dad described Hugh Nibley reverently in hushed tones as a man with a brain the size of a bedpan. That's how he was described to me. That was my introduction to Hugh Nibley. Now, let me get that clear. Cause see, and those, he meant that, that in the nicest I'm like, possible way. I'm trying way. to figure out how he meant that. No, that, that, that's big. Why, bedpans why are say, big. Well, why Visualize like a, a bedpan. Okay, okay. That's what, the brain. Why wouldn't you say something like a, like a brain the size of, I don't know, a, a, you know, a Mustang? I don't know. My dad didn't own a Mustang. Okay. I'm just thinking. It just I seems, guess he was well familiar with bedpans. It just seems bigger. Um, Tell me well, you don't want this. to be ridiculous. No, I mean, he didn't have yeah. a brain the size of a mustard. He didn't want to exaggerate. <laughs> Correct. But tell me about – because what about forgive and forget? Because that See, now, seems contradictory because yeah. you want to remember 
No, nobody has ever moment. forgiven and forgotten. Right. But it, it still it means something important. Uh, you you don't want to forget the event, and you're not likely to forget the event or the incident or occurrence. But you have forgotten the pain, mm. that anguish that's been that was roiling inside you. Yeah. That's what's forgotten, not intellectually. Yeah. But I mean, you think back to the times where, boy, I remember, you know, I remember a few years ago, I was really, really mad at this person. And I know that it really hurt at the time, but I'm not feeling that anymore. Gone. Whatever that was, that anguish, that's gone. Yeah. That's the forgetting. That's cool. Because you'd have to lose your mind to forget. Yeah. The situation, but I guess yeah. maybe without the anguish there, the memory it stays lost. in your brain. It yeah. stays in your brain, and you can tell because all you have to do is think of somebody that hurt you in high school, somebody that made fun of you, somebody that you know neglected you, and the minute you start thinking about that person, if the feelings come back, yeah, we still haven't probably fully. Lost I, it. I can think of a lot of things in my life where it's like really, I just don't care anymore. It's okay. Well, you're getting and tired and old. There's still a few things where I go, that still kind of hurts. Isn't that weird? You know? No, it's true. Like that's why high school reunions are such a big deal. Yeah, because you go back and oh yeah, I remember it, you. It, it's funny because I was thinking this very thing maybe just yesterday. Um, my little sister, when I was uh, an adolescent and she was a little girl. I had this like rubber monster <laughs> and she got a hold of it and she bit the, the feet off of this rubber monster. Now, I was young enough, maybe nine, yeah. that, that that really bothered me. Oh, yeah. I was upset. But now here's, here's the problem. When I went and told my parents, they didn't care. They were on her side. <laughs> yeah. She's a kid. She was the spoiled kid, yeah, you know. The special one. And years later, maybe a decade later, maybe two decades later, maybe even as a young adult, this came up like at a family gathering, kind of ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And they were still kind of laughing at me Ooh, because of that. Did it come back? Yeah. It's like, whoa, is that this is you, not cool, You went people. ballistic. You went I, I off. Did, I did not freak out, okay. but it still hurt me that That's telling, you're still huh? – she's the one who wronged yeah. me. And you're still backing her up like that doesn't matter and that's okay. Now, the, you know, the, the, the tiniest, stupidest little yeah. thing in the world. But it was that, that I felt wronged and mm-hmm. that lasted for decades. And nobody had my back. You're back. And I think I, think I'm, I, think I don't feel that pain anymore. <laughs> but you're, it's taken you, maybe yeah. a couple more decades beyond but that. What I, that's, what, that's actually – so look at what you've just mentioned. Two examples where you say forgiveness and repentance, the most spiritual moments of your life. And then subtly someone brings something up in just a family party or whatever and you feel the pang of, Yeah. Still feeling wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something about it that um, it seems like the core to humanity and maybe the core to spirituality is we maybe we can't let it go till you get to the point of forgiveness. Even if you don't remember it or if it's not top of mind – it seems to come back no, and I mean, haunt you. That is the moment. I mean, mm-hmm. that is the moment of, of letting go. And, and I, it just occurred to me yesterday, like I said, that I think I guess I did let that go somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those that didn't take a moment. Yeah. It didn't happen in a moment. Yeah. Maybe that one took a decade. That's huge. Uh, and, you know, it's just so ridiculous that anybody – it was a stupid right. plastic monster, yeah. you idiot. Why do you care? It. it wasn't the monster. No, it, it never is. It it's never about what we fight about, right? It's it was about, not the toy. It was the, it's the deeper issue. It was the, the fact that I was um, dismissed, mm-hmm. even though I was the one that was wronged. Like, how dare you? Yeah. yeah. 
and and deal with it. You deal with your pain. Like, pfft. get over it, man. Come yeah. on, yeah. Grow up. Um, I, you didn't. I don't know if you heard this, but our earlier guest uh, had a had a film that she made called Beyond Right and Wrong: Stories of Justice and Forgiveness. And um, the 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 filmmaker um, named Leka Singh witnessed in Rwanda a woman who was who who had her family killed her family was killed by a man and the two of them she had created forgiveness in her heart for this man and they were sharing a coca-cola and that's what made the filmmaker everything goes better with coke <laughs> it does the body good i don't know if that's the right um coke and a smile <laughs> but um, but what's amazing about Coke and it? Forgiveness. That's how in the model. world do you sit down with the person that murdered your family and let it go? Yeah, that's epic. I mean, that's beyond my capacity. I'm I'm quite Seriously. sure uh, for anybody, right? That that, that takes uh, an enormous um, amount of humility mm. and understanding the ability, empathy, the ability to see. The other side of the coin, because there's always another side of the coin, no matter how oh, yeah. dark and black and horrible right. and evil that other side of the coin is, there's still, you know, the, the the person who did it was obviously not in a good place at the no. time. No, in fact, she made a great point later that sometimes the, um, oh, what was her line? It was so brilliant. There's a fine line between being a perpetrator and a victim. So a yeah. lot of times these perpetrators were victims. Yeah. And then they and become. It perpetuates. Yeah, yeah. And it starts this cycle. So, and in perpetuating, they become a perpetrator, right? Uh-huh. And off we go. I, that, I'd never occurred to me. Perpetrator is someone who's perpetuating, perpetuating the, the bad pattern. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's something about it, though. That so forgiveness and repentance, spiritualish. I mean, so those are kind of framed as spiritual principles. I mean, they're they're in every major religion. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting, though, the peace that comes when she did it. So when she finally could just forgive him. So we don't forgive for you. We forgive because it's right. And literature is rife. I mean, I'm watching Laurence Olivier's Hamlet right now, and that's all about revenge. Mm. It's so ironic that his dad, who's been killed, who's been wronged, now comes back as a ghost and say, I've been wandering the earth trying to work out my salvation so that I can go to heaven. Meanwhile, I want you to take revenge on on my brother who (laughs) killed me. Get him. Wait a minute. There's there's something (laughs) missing here. You're you're trying to, to... you know, tie up loose ends and work out your salvation, but you're still demanding revenge. And, and most literature, tragic literature, has turned on this idea of revenge. And revenge is just so empty, so non-productive. Right. And what she, what she, this lady yeah. has done is the exact opposite of that, is the ability to to. Wow, I I can't comprehend. But more more the day to day forgiveness. You know, you have a, an argument with your spouse and i assume that everybody occasionally has no, those no i don't Not you. you do my tell me about that to Mark. me no i'm i've heard okay, I've read. I, yeah. this is book learning others this is book learning <laughs> um to me that sacred moment of forgiveness usually comes in a moment of what i call the healing touch yeah i love that physical contact yeah if you're still uh Feeling the prideful, the false pride of anger and the silent treatment and all of that, there's guaranteed to be no physical contact. That's right. Okay. And one of the two, you know, it's a standoff. Yeah. 
And you're both what, justified. Right. Oh, yeah. You're, you're yeah. both in the right, right all the time. And it takes one of the two to go, you know what? I'm going to give in this time. Yeah. I don't care if they don't let it go. I'm going to let it go. Yeah. And that uh, usually manifests itself in a moment of uh, a hand on the shoulder. Yeah. And in an instant, things get fixed. Poof. Done. Yeah. That's that, uh, that's that sacred moment of uh, uh, the healing touch. Yeah. Um, that, that only happens as the result of humility on the part of the other. And then the other one, hopefully, yeah. usually, the heart melts and it's all good. It's, it's it, all good. And it only takes one to like create that effect, the, the moment. The... And it, it almost never – it's almost guaranteed to not happen simultaneously. Yeah, it takes one of the two to say, I'm going to do it this time. See, by the way, the word repent in the Greek language means to have a shift in thought toward yourself toward others and towards God. Yeah. So that shift you just talked about. So the, all we need – so repentance, we always think of it as, you know, you repent from the sin or whatever you did wrong. But maybe the repentance isn't like about the sin. Maybe, maybe sin is not being in the right spirit and repentance is when you shift from judgmental, dutifully angry because they're a jerk yeah. and you have the shift back to just I'm going to search for peace. Pride to humility. Love it. Yeah. Man. It, it, all, it all boils down – to pride versus humility. Always. This, the, the, the natural man, yeah. I'm number one. I'm the center of attention. I'm the center of the universe. I'm the one who's been wronged uh, versus the open-ended, maybe everybody else feels the same pain I do. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe we we're all, all in this together. Yeah. So true. Uh, yeah. Hey. Um, Empathy. You did great. That's – see, every time. Wiser. You're not a miser. See, everyone's like, oh, he's a miser. No, I'm miser. Actually, nobody says that. Flip that W upside down and I'm a miser. And smile that. Why is, why is that, smi- that miser away? Hey, here's the – I do have to tell you this as we wrap up. So I'm, I pull in the parking lot. You're driving your big black truck. He, every, nobody knows this, but he's got a monster truck. He has to use a ladder to get into it. It's not one of those ridiculously tall ones. It's, it's normal it's, tall. It's factory tall. It's factory tall. Yeah. And if you've got good hips, you can flip your hip up there and get up in there. Yeah. But if you don't, then you've got to get a ladder. But you, I'm just sitting there not really paying attention but watching you back <laughs> watching you back into a parking space. Simultaneously, a uh, maintenance van was also backing up. So when I saw you backing, all I heard was beep, beep, <laughs> beep. And I'm like, you're kidding me. No, He's got a little beeper on his no. backer. Anyway. Well, I do have a backup camera. Boy, once you get one of, of those, you can never go back. Well, you know what? In fact, I saw you driving you, wait, home you do go back. in reverse. You can never go back to not having a camera, but yeah. you can go back because there's the visibility out the oh, back yeah. of those is horrible. But and now you don't want to have problems. You can pull up to two inches behind yeah. the guy behind is you. Is that why you always drive home in reverse? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to stop that. At top speed. You're offending people. Mark, wait. You did it again. Thanks, Matt. Wiser. I forgive you for all of Thank the wrongs. You. I know, for the many times we thought we were going to have you on the show and then we didn't. <laughs> and you prepared and then... And then I go nothing. crying into the night. Mark, wait. You can see him through the garage door, through the garage door, 10 o'clock Mountain Time, midnight Eastern Time. Correct. Monday through Friday. Monday through Saturday, actually. Wow. Yeah, six days a week. Big deal. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Matt. You're the best. We're going to take a break. We're coming back as we uh, wrap up the show. We're going to do a little I Likey the Mikey update. See how his dating fest is going. 
And we're going to do a roundtable to see uh, what everybody learned. Forces for Good, that's today's topic. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, as we wrap up this show, um, you know, that was really a good show. It was powerful. You produced this show. It was a great show. Loved it. Best show probably we've ever done. I thought it was really an incredible show right up to when my board op got somehow had got his pants all wet because somebody. That was probably my, squirted water you know, probably it. my second favorite part. Besides the oh, apparently you've been gonged. So yeah, you're done wrapping up the show without Mike Pond. <laughs> He's been gonged. All right, we'll bring you back. Okay. Um, so we we're doing this segment. Uh, I likey the Mikey update, which is kind of um, this is you know this is about you, I guess, trying to be a force for good. I guess in one a way. date at a time. One date at a time. You're trying to change the world. Trying to elevate everyone. So you've been going out on a bunch of dates recently. Yeah, and they've been a lot of fun, a lot of good people. Have you needed to exercise the principle of forgiveness? Um, yes. Well, yes, I have. Let's hear about it. Well, you know, so I'm, I'm dating people from the show that okay. have signed up and also people that I've dated in the past. Yeah. And, you know, without going into too much detail. Well, you, you got a few minutes. Give us um, some detail. <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't have to, but... You know, one thing that we could do is just hear what my mom has let's, to say Let's about hear this. what your mom has to say. So I, I called her on the phone, and I just was curious on what she thought about this whole thing, because she listens in on the show. Well, she's probably not happy about Hello. it. Hey, Mama. It's Mike. Hey, hey, Mike. How's it going? <laughs> good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. She likes you. What are you, you up to? I'm at the BYU radio station, just doing this my was job. was yesterday. So I'm not on the air, am I? Okay. You will be, but you're not live right now. Okay. I wanted to talk to you and ask you, what do you think about me being on the radio? I think it's fabulous. I think it's fun. I think you do a great job. Today we were talking about mental illness. Was there ever a time when I was growing up as a little kid that you thought I might have a mental illness? (laughs) You know, never mental illness, but you were definitely... Very driven, very curious as a child, and um, quite the challenge for me. But but you were always a great kid. Oh, you don't be so nice. I was a horrible kid. Well, you you're a challenge for a lot. <laughs> I was terrible. I apologize. Uh, you know what? I was up to the challenge, but you were very challenging, definitely. <laughs> so do you ask well, her about I dating? I just want to say I'm sorry. Yeah, for I do. All I get the, to the it, trouble but... that I put you through, and I love you. And I thank she you. She actually I'm, told a few stories of horrible things you know, that I, still I did. I still got some major issues and problems. Really? But, yeah. Uh, you've raised an okay kid. Well, good. I'm I'm glad to know that, and I've forgiven you for setting the fire alarm off in that three-story medical building. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> you always have to bring that up. That's it's a great. It makes for a great story. It does. It does. It was very it was traumatizing. Stories, very traumatizing, I think, for you and for me. You know what? I, I could That's true forgiveness book, right there. Yeah, you amazing. should. All the terrible things that I did. But uh, I, I wanted to, to ask you, you know I've been doing this dating 
uh, segment on the Matt Townsend Show here, and I wanted to ask you what you thought about that. You've listened to some of them. You haven't heard all of them, but what do you think? You hear, you hear me, you know that I'm dating up a storm out here in Utah, and what do you think about that? Okay, I'll be honest. When I first found out, I was um, apprehensive. I think I had some good anxiety over the whole thing. I was a little nervous <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah. Just, well, I you, don't know. I well, was you set a stuff little on fire. overwhelmed in the beginning, but then I thought that maybe I could actually get something out of this deal. And maybe What's I that? might be a grandmother someday. Oh, <laughs> see. We'll see about I that. I have to admit, yes, I'm, I'm, I was, I'm a little self-serving with the whole thing now thinking I might actually get something I, out of it. I so, worry because we'll it's not happening. We'll see. Get to work. So, it's happening. It takes time, Matt, you, doesn't it? You know what? Do I'm you want me to get married in months? Dates, I do. It's it's a lot of fun, and I'm I'm getting to meet all kinds of different people and building wow. friendships. Okay, we got to go, but you know what? It's, it's, I think yeah. I feel bad for your mom because we need to do something. We need to pick up our game. We, I'm directing to you with using the, the grand we. What's your mom's name? Tracy. Tracy, I'm going to push him harder. I'm going to push him harder to date more. He's only got eight dates this weekend. We'll go for 12. If you if you loved your mother and if you ever want to somehow get over the fact that you set the fire alarm off, pick up your game. Like Nelson Mandela said, it's it's only an impossible till it's done. That's right. right. Get it done. Get her done. Well, I appreciate you. Good job, Mike. And it was great to meet your mom. She sounds like a wonderful woman. Here's your challenge, everybody out there in listener land. Our topic today has been forces for good. We all need to be a force for good. Right. Here's a quote. Nelson Mandela. We're going to leave it with him. No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. Let's all go be a force for good, folks. Let's bring in the love. Let's lose the hate. Let's have more conversations about love, and let's change the world. And again, Mike Pond, bring in more love. You got it. Less dating, more love. Get her done. Well done, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again tomorrow with a uh, review, best of uh, kind of show, talking about all the great stuff we talk about on the show, giving you a leg up. And again, we'll be back here Monday. More tools, more ideas, more solutions right here on The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.